0: that's 800 693
1: 8290. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Your inside look into combat sports. Ring Talk Live Worldwide, brought to you by the WBC. The World Boxing Council.
2: It is absolutely necessary that we all get together. We work together. We respect each other. We like and love each other.
1: And now, the host of the longest running fight show in radio and internet history. I'm getting tired of people
2: running from me in the ring. Mike Tyson, uh, Holyfield, you a bunch of bums. Stand up and be a man and fight a real fighter. Pedro Fernandez. Thomas caballeros, bienvenidos. Ladies and gentlemen, emanating, coming at you from the multi-million dollar sports byline studios. Check it. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC Boxing TV. Straight up, we are Austin imitated but hardly duplicated. 37 make that 38 plus years now of knocking out all bums. Who am I? My name is Pedro Fernandez. I am your ever-so-modest host. I'm also a four-time Golden Glove champion and award-winning boxing writer. So supposedly, allegedly, my producer says I know a little bit about boxing. So I will open up the toll-free phone lines right here at the top of the hour. If you think you know more or you want to impart on the show, please join me. 1-800-878-7529. Once again, the toll-free for the studio. 1-800-878-7529. Of course, there's also the guilt-free no-commitment text line. That number... That's 415-275-1613. Well, Jamel Charlo, of course, Brian Castano, they go a 12-round draw last week. We'll talk about that in depth. Of course, boxing is Ph.D. We'll be here after the break. I'm talking about Mr. Socrates Palmer. But it was supposed to be a 154-pound showdown, but yet this guy, Brian Castano, lost the last three rounds on all three judges' scorecards. In other words, you lose 25% of the fight at the end, and you expect to win... It ain't happening, baby. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it. You're inside looking to the world of boxing, brought to you by the World Boxing Council. President Mauricio Suleiman. Check him out. to their website, wbcboxing.com. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, but hey, you know that. On
1: into bag, But you ain't just exactly
3: sure what's hip.
0: time for your small business report presented by dell small business you can increase the return on investment of your marketing assets by repurposing them transform each one into at least two or three different assets to save time and effort that you can devote to other things a blog post can become several social media messages and vice versa a brochure can turn into a blog post and an infographic be sure to look for multiple ways you can use each asset and reach customers in different ways and that's your dell small business
4: report Enjoy a powerful business upgrade with Dell Technologies Black Friday and July event. Get amazing savings with up to 50% off high-performance computers and tech built for business and be able to take your office with you with Windows 10 Pro. Plus, get great offers on Dell servers, monitors, docks, and more, all with easy financing options through Dell Financial Services. Call 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. And speak to a Dell Technologies advisor today.
1: Do you have a home that you don't want anymore?
0: That's
1: 800-306-1760. Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a progressive commercial right now, so let us tell you something you do
4: want to hear. You are intelligent. You make all the right decisions. You were smart before smart was cool, and you made it cool again. You have a wealth of knowledge,
1: and you are so very clever. (laughs) I bet you already knew I was going to say that, you genius. There. Don't you feel better? You'll also feel better when you hear you could save big when you switch to progressive. But I'm pretty sure you already knew that, too. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates.
0: you know, it's my theory that if uh, Don King was born rich and white, uh, he'd be Donald Trump. And if Donald Trump was born uh, poor and black, he'd be Don King.
2: Boy, that's some original Tower of Power. Back in the day, sole vaccination. Lenny Williams on lead. Of course, Lenny rocking and rolling still on his own in Tower of Power. Still doing their thing, what, 50-something years later. Check them out, towerofpower.com and lennywilliams.com. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, a.k.a. WBC Boxing TV. Fans must be vaxxed to attend MSG and Triller cards. That's right. Boxing fans will need to be fully vaccinated to attend the April 3rd Triller Verse event in the Hulu Theater at Madison Square Garden and must provide upon entry of having received their final dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. You know, I promote dances here in San Francisco. And I pulled a dance on July 3rd because people were coming to the dance and said, well, I can get fake cards and this kind of stuff. In other words, I told people they had to be vaccinated. I told a friend of mine, I said, you know, you need to be vaccinated. He goes, well, I can get a card. I said, well, no, 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 no. You need to be vaccinated. Well, I can get a card. No, no, no. The card doesn't work. The vaccination works. He goes, well, if if I've got the card, how can you tell me I can't come in? So the bottom line was I just scrapped the events of the hell. I didn't need the headaches. I don't want to deal with the masks and this kind of stuff right, at this point in time. But I thought I could strike gold and do a dance right after the city of San Francisco opened up right away. But it didn't work out that way. Bottom line is too many uncooperative people. And, you know, and the people that are dying – Nowadays, I'll repeat it again. The people that are dying from the COVID-19 vaccine, from the COVID-19 virus are people that didn't take the vaccine. You didn't take the vaccine and you're dying. I think the Alabama or the Arkansas governor, uh, the, the, the older lady, I mean, Trey, something like, she like went off on her entire state, just went off on her entire state. She goes, it just doesn't make any common sense. It just doesn't. Why would you, I mean, think about this. If you didn't listen to vaccines, and things like that, polio would still be around. OK, um, that's for sure. OK, we had the polio vaccine. Of course, that was in the 60s. And, and before that, you know, I mean, we can go on and on. I mean, vaccines have worked. Vaccines have worked in this country in the past. They're going to work now. So the bottom line is you need to get with it. The Bella uh, Entertainment is going to promote that show as far as the uh, live entertainment is concerned at the Garden August the 3rd. Mike the Bounty Hunter is in the main event. He is the son of Mike the Bounty Hunter, the original one. Of course, I took him to uh, China. And what happened, he threw his leg out. Threw his knee out in sparring or something like that, and he ended up fighting. But that was our first trip in China, 1993, with Mike the Bounty Hunter. And I did one of his fights down there on the Z Channel in Irvine, California, where he slapped some guy around for 20 rounds. One of the most unpredictable, he's un- an unpredictable fighter, no doubt about that. Now let's take it to the, uh, the Ring Talk phone lines. Of course, let's bring in the PhD of boxing. Tell who was from the East Coast, Mr. Socrates Palmer. And Sock, 154-pound showdown last week, but no definitive winner.
3: Yeah, uh, it was a really good fight, uh, one of the better ones we've had all year, and it created a controversial buzz. Uh, and it, most people that I've spoken to think that Castaño got the short end of the stick, but I think it was just the 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 score by uh, Nelson Vasquez, which really let you know, gave people a, a really left a bad taste in people's mouths. I think it was 118-110, which 117, is
2: 117-110, something, I think something yeah. like that. But, but the bottom line yeah. is Nelson's been known in the past to have some off-the-wall cards. He just happened to get caught here with his pants down because that's really, really an indictment of his ability to score a boxing match because any way you look at it, whether you like Charla or whether you like Cassano, it was a close <laughs> fight. But Castano committed pugilistic suicide. How did he do that? He lost the last three rounds on all three judges' scorecards. I mean, that would be like that's like losing 25% of the fight right there.
3: Yeah, you you have to close the show, especially if, I mean, he is a champion, but he definitely was the underdog going in and fighting another guy's home state. You got to close the show. Um, it seemed like he gassed out a little bit. Um, I think that in a rematch, he's going to have to train a lot harder, you know, because I, I think Charlo uh, is going to come motivated, especially, you know, a guy with a lot of pride hearing that, uh, hey, you lost. You know, you got a gift. Uh, so he's going to have to be better if, uh, when the rematch comes. And and it was I was happy to hear Charlo say a couple of days later that, that the rematch is the only fight that he's interested in. And hopefully the politics of boxing do not get in the way of that.
2: Jamel is the 154-pound uh, Charlo brother. Of course, Jamal is the 160-pound fighter. He's undefeated WBC champion. Jamal is now 34-1-1, 18-wax. Brian Cassano drops a 17 17- Still undefeated, 17-0, two draws with 12 KOs. Scores were 114, 113. That was Castano, 117, 111. The aforementioned Mr. Vasquez, and the third judge had it 114, 114. Hector thought it was even. Uh, He sort of said he could flip a coin after 12 rounds. I thought it was a pretty close fight, but I'm still screaming at the TV, and I'm, cause I'm watching this guy blow it. See, when you, when, when guys are blowing it on TV, they're just blowing it. When you lose the last three rounds, in other words, I thought he could have put it, even if he was gassed and he was tired. You should have went out there and killed yourself cardiovascular wise. In order, in other words, carry me out of the ring because I'm tired. Don't carry me out of here because I lost.
3: I couldn't agree with you more, bro. The, the, that's the intangible that that athletes have. You know, the, who wants it more? Um, yeah, he got buzzed a, little, a couple of times in the fight, but he, he. It's like he, you know, he threw away nine good rounds of. Of really good work you know he he fought the way i thought he needed to fight you know he he took it on the inside against charlo he he out threw him and that's how the smaller guy is is going to beat a bigger guy you gotta you know more volume and he left it in the judge's hands and uh he paid the price you know but like you said it was a draw there's definitely a big buzz for the rematch and hopefully it's not in texas
2: well, you know, and, and Castano can make a few more bucks here. I mean, this rematch will mean Absolutely. both these guys will make some money, and I'm all for that. In fact, the draw was the right decision to do because it was a real close fight. I'm not against draws if they're close. I'm against draws if they're like wide, wide scoring fights, and you say to yourself, what's going on? I thought one guy won. They're calling it even. But that obviously hasn't been happening too often. And I'll pose this question to you because somebody posed a question to me this week, and I thought, talked about this on the show in the past. Should there be a 13th round in all championship fights to make sure there aren't any 6-6 draws?
3: You know, Pedro, I was actually talking to somebody about that minutes after this fight, you know. And I said, logically, yes. You know, because then you figure there's going to be uh, a winner, you know, not, you know, most times. But it. Business-wise, is it the right thing? Probably not. Because then, <laughs> it, you know, so and as we know, cash dictates not just boxing, but life in general. So theoretically, yes. And, you know, and, and if it's some winner take all scenario, like let's say, I don't know, uh some mass monster trilogy. And if they want to put some special stipulation, that's cool. Okay. But you know, I can't see that happening. You know, okay. there's too much money in rematches.
2: Back when you were a kid, we'll talk about this mm-hmm. rematch. It was Dio Colomay and Eric to Prince Martin fought on ESPN for the ESPN Welterweight Championship. Eric was a junior Welterweight, so they figured they'd lure him from San Francisco to go down to Vegas and be the opponent. But he won the first fight, a 12-round decision. He won the first round, no doubt about it. So they fight the second fight, and you have to realize that Johnny Taco, who ran the gym down there in Vegas, he said to me, tell Martin not to come back to town. They're going to rob him. I said, what do you mean they're gonna rob him? He goes, I said, are they actually talking about that? He goes, you don't have to talk about it. It's in the cards. And I said wow. to him, I said to him, I said, Johnny, are you sure? He goes, man, tell Martin. He goes, and if he comes back, make sure he gets twenty-five or thirty grand. He goes, they want his belt, that little ESPN title he's got on his way, so he'll do anything to get it to make them pay for it. And I said, okay. So I went to Eric Martin's manager, Bill Mateo, who was a crook. And I said to him, I said, Johnny says they're going to rob you down there in Vegas and you should ask for 25 grand. He goes, I got 7,500 bucks and I'm happy with that. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, Eric goes down there, beats Dio Colome up over 12 rounds. And they say, no, no, it's a draw. So they go to a 13th round after these guys have been sitting in the ring for three or four minutes. They go to a 13th round. Eric beats them in the 13th round and they gave it to Colome.
3: Wow! Yeah, I, I just looked it up. 1984,
2: that happened. That's man, wow. that was like I was, I was Like I couldn't believe it. But they, Johnny said to him, "I remember Johnny calling me on. I'll never forget this phone call. It was like a like a warning, Pedro. Yeah, this is Johnny. Yeah, no, what's up, man? Listen." Tell you, you got the prince. He better not come back to town with that title. They're going to take it from him. He goes find some other way to do it. Renegotiate with the network. He goes fight Colum a and, and, and somewhere on the, in the East Coast, maybe get an even break, or fight him at home in San Francisco. Do something like that. Try to negotiate a better deal because they're they're going to take this from him, and they took it from him because when you win twelve round a twelve round fight, and then they have you fight a thirteenth round after like a five minute intermission, and you win that thirteenth round, and they still stick it to you. Obviously. The boxing establishment is is not in your corner.
3: Yeah, there's something yeah. <laughs> you you got to be uh read the tea leaves. Okay. Know,
2: um Now the WBOs ordered uh Crawford Terence Crawford to fight Sean Porter. You know, Terence Crawford told me a few years ago that he wants to be that he wants to be a great fighter. But I told him you have to fight great fighters in order to become a great fighter. Has he has he yet to fight a great fighter? Is that is that due to his Is he just unlucky and there aren't any great fighters around?
3: Um, I think he's fought really good fighters. Uh, He's probably not gotten them at their best. I mean, Amir Khan was once a really, really good fighter. But obviously when they fought, he was a shell of himself. Uh, Gamboa, smaller guy, you know, and really never lived up to the hype. You know, I think Terrence Croft is a great fighter. You know, Um, is he an all-time great? That's in his hands, and hopefully he gets the opportunities uh, in the in the future. Um, but you're right, he hasn't fought the great fighter. But then again, who has? Okay, boxing's,
2: boxing's PhD, Socrates Palmer. More with boxing's PhD, Mr. Palmer. After the break, you are tuned to Ring Dog Live Worldwide and the WBC Boxing TV brought to you by the World Boxing Council. Check out their interactive website, wbcboxing.com.
1: Hey, no bigger fight, she said. A little knowledge is a dangerous thing. Yeah. yeah. A little knowledge is a dangerous thing, baby. Ring Talk, live worldwide, brought to you by the WBC, the World Boxing
4: Council. Sparks, not to fight, fight other than life.
1: 40 generic versions of the $65 pill. Save yourself money and call right now. And get over 40 pills for $99. There's no embarrassment here to use Viagra. If we're over 50, we need it. But not at high prices. Call now
0: with your credit card and get the 40 pill special for just $99. 800-399-3691. 800-399-3691. That's 800-399-3691. I don't even recognize myself
4: anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look,
1: I I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options.
4: I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can Help.
0: Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline.
1: Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines,
0: Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Now, more Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
2: If you give me enough money, I'll find my own mother. The great Paulie Malignaggi, of course, I made him a star on this show. I told him when he was on this show, like in the 90s, he was the golden love champion of uh, the United States. I said to him, I said, you're going to be a star. I said, in boxing? I said, yeah, probably with a microphone, too. And I meant with a microphone. Of course, he has, I think he won a fringe title uh, as a war professional. But the bottom line is, he has really shined as an, as a, an announcer. Uh, I don't know. where Where is Paulie working these days, Socrates?
3: Well, he fell victim to the cancel culture that exists and, uh, Showtime. Uh, I'm assuming he's still under contract, but he's been put on ice indefinitely. And, uh, for what? For what? Well, for basically having his own opinion, you know, I mean, which is what I thought is the greatness of of this country, you know, as long as you're not hurting anybody. I mean, you could speak your mind. Yeah. But, um, He's working for Sky. I think it's Sky. I, I know he does some stuff uh with uh, an English an English uh, boxing mm-hmm. podcast and actually saw him in a uh in a TV show uh called Graves End. You know, he's trying to get into acting. Um and he was also doing celebrity boxing commentating a couple of weeks back. So, you know, he's he's made some good paydays. You know, he's um not gonna make the Hall of Fame, you know, but he's he had a good run. And as far as Paulie you know, we have that mutual. Uh, I'm sorry. I, We've I've known him since the amateurs. Yeah. I, there's so many guys that had so much more talent than Paulie that didn't get half as far as he did. You,
2: you know I, that, I you know who should get the credit here? Well, Johnny Boss should get the credit. Remember Johnny Boss? Yes. John, oh, Johnny Boss ba- Johnny should God. get the credit. Johnny Boss picked every opponent that Polly Malinaji had and he, he dissected each guy.
3: He. Was a, such a great, I mean, great guy in boxing, Johnny Boz. One of the true characters of, of the era, <laughs> you know. He was, he was the internet before the internet. I mean, this guy, he didn't sleep. He was like, he, he, he was like a vampire. Well, you know, you get a call from Johnny Boz all <laughs> hours of the night. He was a great guy. He used to call me
2: like 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. His time, which was two o'clock yeah. in the morning, my time, and we talked for an <laughs> hour and a half. And he'd bring on the uh, boxing story, and he can't remember his name right now, but he'd bring on the boxing story, and we talked that. And I remember one time, um, he, you know, he, he was a bad drinker, and that's what sort of ran him out of New York City. And why the reason why he went to Florida, he dried up and went to Florida, and that was really good. He cleaned his act up. But we were in Florida doing a couple of gigs, and, you know, he, he was easily excitable. I mean, there was nobody as, as excitable as Johnny. Yet he knew everything that was going on in boxing. He could predict stuff before it happened. He was like magical, almost like a like a, like a like a psychic and things like that. But you know, at, at the end of the day, he messed around with some stuff called adrenaline or something like that. It was like a speedy type of drug, okay? And that blew his heart out.
3: Yeah, yeah, he. uh I think the official thing was a conge- what is it, congenital congenital heart, heart failure, failure,
2: but but it was yeah. brought on by something called that ends with zine or reen or something like that. And I can't, I can't remember exactly what it was, but he told me one time that he was taking this and that, and that had, that had a lot to do with him being up till five o'clock and, you know, like eight o'clock our time and that kind of good stuff. So, you know, he didn't sleep much and he ate, you know, he ate hamburgers for like 27 years straight, right? <laughs> I
3: remember when I first saw him, you know, he, is like Hulk Hogan with if you cross Hulk Hogan with Mr. T because he always had all this gold and, and he had the, the Hogan Fu man uh Yeah, he's a great character. But
2: but know? no, I'm serious on the hamburgers though. It was I mean he would either I would say to him, "What are you doing?" I'm going to get some meat. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean that's what I'm going to get some meat. And Johnny Bosa, he's been on the show. He was featured on the show for many years, but he would um. Yeah, he would eat a hamburger at a certain restaurant every day for like 20 years in New York City. Whatever this place was, he would eat hamburgers, like from breakfast and dinner. He had one in the morning and one at night. That was what he ate for burgers for years. Enough of that. Let's talk about the boxing game as a general. Of course, the heavyweight greed sweepstakes is on. I'm talking about, of course, Anthony Joshua, the man that wanted to get out of the Sky Sports contract, so he comes up with this. Uh, fight with Oleg Usek. Of course, it's going to take place soon. And of course, there's the other heavyweight fight that's going to be rescheduled now for August, October the 9th. i will talk about Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder going the third time. Of course, Deontay has no excuses going in this one. None whatsoever. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <but> the, <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was sort of comical because cause he goes, my, uh, my mask, my legs, everything was wrong. Said, but I ain't got no excuses. That's what he said. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right so heavyweight the heavyweight greed sweepstakes is on um i think it would be great for the sport people are going to laugh at me when i say this but it would show these people that you can't mess around if oleg Usek was a knockout anthony joshua
3: and it can happen i mean anthony joshua has shown to have uh a shaky chin um oleg Usek is very very good fighter he hasn't Shown to be that great yet as a heavyweight, you know he he had a, a tough go around um, with um, the British cat, Was uh, crazy yeah, guy.
2: Yeah, but he's always uh, Chisora. He's always Chisora. He's he's always. But here's what's you know it was a transformation for him from 200 pounds to above 200 pounds, and I've always said that. There should be a new weight class somewhere around 225 pounds or 235 pounds. Looks like the WBC has got bridge weight going on as far as 224 and a half or less or something like that. But the bottom line is guys that competed cruiserweight usually can't compete at heavyweight because the heavyweights are so big now. And Joshua's a big, big dude. He's going to weigh about 245, 250 pounds. He stands six foot seven. Usyk stands about six foot three, I'm told. Um, and he's going to weigh in about 210 pounds, but he is a precision puncher. He throws, his, right. he throws his punches. I mean, when he targets, he could target to cut his chin in the room through the window. You know what I'm saying? He's a precision type of guy. So that's what I think is going to be the key, if he can get some shot to land him right on Anthony Joshua's chin. Because Joshua, say what you want about him, but he was knocked out by Andy Ruiz.
3: Andy Ruiz hit him with the right shot, you know, right uh, o- over the temple. Um, I think he took Andy Ruiz lightly, and, and it showed. Uh, you know what? That's the beauty of the heavyweight division, you know. It's it, it can be the most boring uh, heavy. Uh, it can be the most boring weight division in all of boxing, and at the same time, it's the most exciting because all it takes is one shot, you know, from these big dudes. Um, Usek, I think, will get will be better this time around in his second uh, fight as a heavyweight, and um, like you said, he's, he's a very polished fighter. Tremendous amateur background. Uh, he's got uh, Lomachenko's dad in his corner. And he's kind of playing with house money. You know, he's definitely going to be a big underdog, but a live underdog. Okay. Real quick, um,
2: across the pond today, Joe Joyce is going to take on Mr. Tackum. Um, is Joe Joyce the real deal? I don't seem to give him all the props that he maybe he deserves. Does he deserve props?
3: Um, I mean, he had a, a good win. You know, he he took out the undefeated guy, the guy that quit, the other, the other Brit. He's a big dude, Joe Joyce. Um, He's fighting Carlos Takum, who's, I think he's a star boxing uh, uh, product, who has been kind of like a gatekeeper, you know. Takum is, you know, a little stepping stone. So it's it's a good, it's an interesting matchup. Uh, I think it's, it might be a fight TV pay per view or something like that. So. The fight fans are going to have to find a good stream somewhere.
2: Real quick, I, I'm trying to figure things out. I thought the Olympic fights were going to five two minute rounds, and looks like they're back to three three minute rounds. Is that what's going on over there?
3: You know, Pedro, you caught me off guard. I don't know. I, ha- I have to check Ayuba's uh, website to see because uh, I'm seeing, they say. I'm, seeing it,
2: score, I'm seeing scores of 30-27, So I, that imagines are you know we're talking, and there are three two splits. So they're talking five judges. But they're doing mm-hmm. three rounds, so yeah, I guess they're going ten point. They do the ten point must system now. They used to do the twenty point must system in amateur boxing, which was really confusing because all you need to do is put another ten numbers on there for a dumb boxing judge to screw things up.
3: <laughs> yes, you got to keep it simple sometimes. Well, um, I
2: couldn't believe it twenty point must system, and they were going uh uh. Yeah. Anyway. <gasps> Bottom line is, we have a great weekend. Say hello to the wife. Take care of the kid. Kiss the family. Larry Merton's voice is getting much better. Of course, he had laryngitis, and he couldn't talk to us for a while, so he's getting better, and we're looking forward to the comeback of Larry maybe next week.
3: I can't wait. He's, uh, the legend returns. The Thank you for having me on, Pete.
2: You're the greatest, man. He is the soccer, the PhD of boxing, Mr. Socrates Palmer Jr. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. And yes, this is his music, his theme, Socrates theme on Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC Boxing TV.
0: Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Brought to you by the WBC,
2: the World Boxing Council, right here on Sports Byline. You can check out the WBC's interactive website. Interaction. Interactive website at WBCboxing.com. You are to the longest funny fight show in history, Ring Talk Live Worldwide. My name is Pedro Fernandez. In case you didn't know, I'm, I'm your host. I'm also a four-time Golden Glove champion, so I know a little bit about fighting, or I supposedly do. Anyway, bottom line is, let's talk about this cage fight. I'm not a big fan of the cages anymore, of course, because of the fact I think, that fighters are being abused to the point where there's no return. In other words, what I'm trying to tell you is, if you're going to get lumped up, if you're going to get destroyed, if you're going to have a death match after death match after death match, you got to get paid. Okay, you got to get paid because your longevity is not going to be there. In other words, the average NFL player averages, averages about three to five years, right? That's what they do. So the NFL sort of like figured out they should make a bunch of money in those three to five years because they're not going to be working for the rest of their lives because of the, you know, they only get three to five years of their prime, okay? Same thing goes with boxers and uh MMA fighters. Straight up, we're talking about MMA right now. We'll talk about this for a second. Of course, Conor McGregor getting his ankle broken a couple of weeks ago, um, Brought it on himself, and why do I say that? Because you know he—you can't dry out for three weeks and say to yourself, "You know what? I'm I'm going to be in shape." He just because he's a drunk. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. I mean, there's no no argument. Nobody's arguing the fact that he's a drunk. Nobody does argue that. Nobody does. No, but not even Connor. Okay? He's a drunk. He doesn't dedicate himself like he should. Of course, there was a guy that burst onto the scene, 145 pounds, took out Jose Aldo, the, of course, the Scarface, the icon. How did he get that name, Scarface? Evidently, he was uh, a three-year-old kid, and his, his face got ironed. He was on an ironing board, and some iron fell over and sort of burned his face, that Scarface. Anyway, he beats Jose Aldo. In the blink of an eye, then he goes on, he wins a 155 pound title. It was a 145 pound title with Ozzo. 155 pound title. Then he sort of gets, sort of gets, you know, stifled a little bit because, you know, things start happening to him. He's not winning like he should be winning. Of course, he lost to Nate Diaz, came back and won the second fight with Nate Diaz. That was a bit shaky as well because Nate Diaz wasn't all that, how can we put this focus for that second fight? Um, but you know, he came back last week and fought a fortnight ago and Took on Dustin Poirier in their third fight, of course he beat Dustin the first time. So he thought he was lunch meat. He thought Poirier was lunch meat, but lunch meat was lunch meat wasn't happening. He was a lunch meat because the second time around he got lit up like a White House Christmas tree. Of course, a four nine ago, same thing was happening. He was getting drilled. He was getting beat, and his ankle got broke. Fight was stopped after the first round. Lucky. For Conor McGregor, lucky for Conor McGregor. You know, Eddie Croft, you know, we'll go off, go off subject for a second here. It's Eddie Croft's birthday, of course, primetime Eddie Croft, the former WBC boxing regional champion, um, and, of course, the man that runs B Street Boxing. But, you know, he doesn't watch MMA, and I asked him about that. He said, yeah, I don't watch MMA. It's too brutal for me, so I just can't handle the blows. And I, and I think about that sometimes because I turn my face away from it. It's just too brutal for me. And that's what I'm trying to say, back to the fact that these guys are taking – Elbows and, and, and chokes and kicked in the head and knees and, you know, I mean, when you get kicked, you've got that, you know, see that leg muscle coming at you? That's a whole lot harder than a punch. Okay. It might not be as quick as a punch, but it's a whole lot harder than a punch. And these guys who got to take that in the elbows and more. And the bottom line is the residual effects, I think, are coming into play. Jake Stitch Duran tells me he talks to guys now and girls now that are stumbling a little bit verbally. And when you start stumbling verbally because you're, your uh, pugilistic activities, it's probably time to stop. Or is it too late at that point in time? I mean, think about that. In other words, they're not stopping these UFC fights. I keep britching about this week after week. If a guy's getting beat, stop the fight. That's what it's all about. If a guy, if a guy or a girl is getting their head handed to him, it's time to stop the fight. W- what are you waiting for? Death? I mean, because that's, that's basically what you're trying to tell me that you're into. I mean, Dana White and his people, they're not stopping those fights. The corner man's not stopping the fight. What You guys should be arrested for impersonating trainers and corner men because you have that fighter's life in your hands, okay? And you're says, you know what, let him fight some more. Let him fight some more. Let him take a few, you know, let them watch him get hit in the head with elbows. And they say, let him get hit some more. Let him get hit some more because you're not taking them. All you're doing is sitting out there in the corner, okay, being Dana's bitch, for lack of a better thing, because if you're not willing to throw in the towel when your fighter's getting beat, and you're a trainer or a corner man, you don't belong in the corner. And think about this. The fighter has three different people that are supposed to trust him. Okay? He's supposed to have trust in. He's supposed to be able to trust his corner. The corner is supposed to look out for his well-being. The doctor's supposed to look out for his well-being. Okay? And of course, the referee is supposed to look out for his well-being. Well, in a lot of these UFC fights, all three of these intangibles don't, don't come together. Not one of them. Not one of the three. Nothing. What I'm trying to tell you is, I'm not a big fan of Dana White. Dana is a pimp. Of course, today on ESPN, they're going to rock with T.J. Dillashaw, the cheat. T.J. Dillashaw, formerly out of Sacramento, California. He was with Team Alpha Male up there, Uriah Faber and those guys, and he went to Colorado and lost his title, but he was the 135-pound champion and dropped down to 125 pounds and, of course, lost in the – Lost in the, he, he got disqualified. I mean, basically, he got caught for steroids. The guy tested dirty for steroids, and he was dirty for steroids. He ended up admitting it afterwards. He ended up sending a, a long suspension. But the bottom line is you don't get a long enough suspension if you get caught, especially twice. If you get caught twice. The first time, you know, it was an accident, like Canelo said. You know, I was eating Mexican meat, and the steroids were in the meat. That kind of said, oh, okay, 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 we'll let that one go. But not the second time. Not the second time, okay? And, you know— T.J. Dillashaw, of course – Got beat up at 125 pounds, didn't make the weight really, and he at the end of the day, he's usually not the fighter people thought he was. I remember Uriah Favor telling me he's got something missing. I said, "What do you mean he's got something missing?" And this was back when he was like an undefeated prospect coming up. He said, "There's something missing with the guy," and that was before he split Team Alpha Male. But of course, later today, TJ Dillashaw is going to take on Corey Sandhagen. That's going to go down, I believe, in Vegas. Of course, this is the main event, main card on ESPN and ESPN Plus. These guys are fighting 135 pounds. That is his uh, preferred fighting weight of course 125 pounds he said he had to take drugs to make 125 that's the reason why he took steroids performance enhancing drugs was that he was cutting weight to make 125 yeah right anyway um also on the card Kyler phillips taking on raleigh on pava as far as women are concerned women are concerned miranda maverick double m taking on macy Barber. those women are going to fight 125 pounds there's another two women's fights uh, fights on the card and the reason why I bring up women is that they put on better shows as far as MMA is concerned than men do for the most part. They fight with their all, they give it their all. Diane Berbeggi is going to take on an 115 pound fight, to take on Hannah Godoy. And in a women's flyweight bout, 125 pounds, once again, Sahara, Sahara Eubanks to take on Elisa Reed. Of course, that will probably be the highlight of the ESPN card because the women rock. The women, listen, women are delivering. They realize the pressure's on them. I mean, I've talked to women in the past, both in boxing and in, in MMA. They realize, you know, that <clears throat> the entire world is watching. And if this one girl flops, this sort of reflective on girls' boxing as a whole. And the bottom line is, at the end of the day, girls' boxing in the United States has picked up tremendously. And not due to Clarissa Fields, Shields, she may be the loudest of the bunch, of course, and the WBC champion. She may be the loudest of the bunch, but the other women are stepping up. I mean, they're really stepping up. And each time you see these women take battle and step into the square circle, you realize they have a tremendous amount of pride with them, okay? They're not coming to lose. Even the opponents, even yes, the yes, they have female opponents. What's an opponent? An opponent is somebody like me. In other words, you know, I have, I've got a job, nine to five. And I'll pick up a fight here and there. And what's your record? Oh, it's about 25 and 17, something like that, you know. In other words... I'm a guy you're going to beat, but I'm going to give you a good ten rounds for it. So, the bottom line is, I am the opponent, no doubt about that. When you're the opponent, you get very, very, very rarely a chance to win. Much like Andy Ruiz or Andy Ruiz and Anthony Joshua. I mean, Anti Andy Ruiz, Andy Ruiz, Andy, Andy Ruiz came up with that right hand. Of course, that short right hand to the temples, sort of discombobulated Joshua, but that sort of exposed the 2012 Olympian as not having, as uh, Socrates said earlier, "quote the such." And uh, she has a shaky chin. There's no doubt about it. But I think deep down inside, I think there's a little bit more to the shaky chin. I think he lacks confidence in himself. And I think that Tyson Fury, if they were ever to fight, I think will take care of that. As far as Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder is concerned, why do we have to do it a third time? Because Wilder's got a puncher's chance. He's always got a puncher's chance. I mean, he is the, the must-see TV in the heavyweight division right now as far as one-punch knockouts are concerned. But but he's got nothing else. I mean, he's like null and void as far as anything else is concerned. I mean, when you look at at the end of the day, Wilder doesn't have a jab. His stamina's not good. His speed's not good. His footwork's not good. He, you know, he doesn't hold the He holds his chin up in the air. I mean, I can go on and on. But this is a guy that came into boxing late. 2004 Olympic bronze medals out of Mobile, Alabama, that boxing hotspot, of course, along with Omaha, Nebraska, and Terrence Crawford. But he came out of Mobile, won a 2000. 2000- was it 2004? No, 2008 Olympic bronze medalist, of course, Olympic bronze medal, of course. And it has moved on. He fought like 35 guys before he fought anybody real. And, of course, the only real, 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 real guy he's fought besides Luis Ortiz is Tyson Fury. And Tyson Fury beat him not once but twice. Of course, the first fight they called it a draw, bit of a ridiculous score. The second fight didn't have to go to the cards. So Tyson Fury knocked him out. I mean, just, like, just annihilate him, won every round, of course. And why would the third fight be any different? It won't. You are tuning to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Guess who? Guess who? Hmm. Oscar De La Hoya is back. The golden boy. The golden girl. What do you call them? They call them Oscar De La Fishnets on the Internet? Is that what they call them? Scott Cuddy says they call Oscar De La Hoya Oscar De La Fishnets on the Internet. Well, anyway, Oscar De La Fishnets is going to be fighting Vitor Belfort. And this was supposed to be an exhibition at first, but somebody talked smack about it. And Oscar said, okay, I'll fight him in a real fight. Now, Oscar's in trouble. Why do I say that? Not that Anderson Silva, not that Vitor Belfort can fight, because Anderson Silva beat up uh Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. a couple months ago, or a few weeks ago. No, no, not that there's a big discrepancy as far as talent's concerned here, okay? It's not. The bottom line is, hmm, size. I mean, it is. Size matters in two things, pornography and combat sports. This is combat sports. Oscar's about a... 147 pounder, maybe 150 pounder, maybe, you know, he's put on a few pounds, so he's gotten bigger, he's gotten older, he's 52 years old, so we'll give him the benefit of the doubt and say he's grown into the 154 pound weight class. Well, Belfort is a big dude. He comes in like at 180 pounds, comes comes down from 180 pounds. So much like Chavez, when he had to fight Andy Silva a few weeks ago, of course, size mattered, that was really the reason why he lost. He was just outgunned and outstrength and outmanned and this kind of stuff, and I think the same thing might be happened to the Oscar de la Hoya. Of course, Delahoy should have quit and stayed quit after Manny Pacquiao handed him his lunch. But he didn't. Every old guy's got to come back. You know, Ray Leonard told me, you won't see me coming back, Pedro. We're, We're running together and kicking back in Florida in 1989. He says, listen, once I'm done here, another couple of fights, I'm done. I'm done. You won't see me coming back. You won't see Ray Leonard get knocked out as an old man. What happened? He got knocked out by Terry Norris. He got knocked out by Hector Camacho. He was an old man. In other words, Ray, although... He wanted to make his destiny different than the other fighters that preceded him. It just went the same old way. Old guys lose. One of the few guys that hasn't done that is Andre Ward. <clears throat> and I suspect that um, I, I'm sort of, I was I 70-30. Was he was going to come back about a month and a half ago. Okay. Now I'm cooling a little bit. Now it's a little bit less than 50-50, maybe 45-65-45. I, the reason why it's 55-45, and the reason why I say that is that he's not making any noise. Of course, Calo Plant's going to take on Canelo Alvarez September 18th, Cala being the undefeated WB one hundred and pounds champion. This will be a unification match of sorts. Of course, uh, Canelo will have all the belts, including Pedro's belt. I'll give him a belt, too. We'll have all the belts after he beats up on Calo Plant September 18th, and will be on pay-per-view. will not be on the zone. Canelo going back to pay-per-view. Fox Sports pay-per-view is going to put this together, meaning they're trying to figure out where the most money's coming from. For him. More power to them! Fighters deserve to get paid. You are tuning to Ring Talk Live worldwide. Checking your inside look into the world of boxing and MMA. Little Tower to the break. San Fimo. It's to us to watch two men at the highest level battle, and one may be favored over the other, but you never know what's going to happen. And and that's what that's why boxing is the way it is.
4: Palio Restaurant has been the premier Italian restaurant serving downtown San Francisco since 1990. Palio features fine Italian fare and a Wine Spectator award-winning wine list, so there is no surprise that it's been voted Best Overall Restaurant in San Francisco by San Francisco locals. Palio has been in business for over 30 years and recently went through a complete remodel. Our guests can expect to receive the same excellence in food and service that has sustained us for 30 years in a brand new and more modern space. Our 250-plus seat restaurant includes seating in four distinct spaces, making social distancing while dining easy in our establishment. All precautions are taken by staff to ensure a safe dining experience. Open Monday through Saturdays, reservations are recommended. Visit Paliosf.com to view our menus and make a reservation today. That's paliosf.com. P-A-L-I-O-S-F.com. Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. My corner would have let me win out on my shield. I'm a warrior. The darkest of night with the moon shining
1: red. There's a step away strong cloud.
2: mother told me one day, it's not bragging, son, when you're telling the truth. And I thought that was one of her original lines. Then I found out she stole it from Cassius Clay. My mother was a plagiarist. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it. You're inside. Look at the world of boxing and MMA. Of course, uh, there is a fight going on. Of course, it'll be on uh, I think The Zone or Sky Sports. This and of course, we talking about Joe Joyce, of course, he's a big guy, outweighs Carlos Tackle by 20 pounds. Tackle's the opponent here, no doubt about that. But Tackle comes in at 39 and 5 with a draw on 28 KOs. He went in at 248. Joe Joyce, of course, 12 and 0, 11 KOs, came in at 268. He doesn't look fat, he just looks thick, as far as Joe Joyce is concerned. Is Joe Joyce that good of a fighter? We really don't know. As far as the upcoming schedules concerned, of course, today was supposed to be the Tyson Fury. Deontay Wilder fight until like four or five guys in Tyson Fury's camp tested positive for COVID. Tyson Fury didn't, but his camp did supposedly. Anyway, bottom line is that fight's not going to happen until October the 9th. Of course, July the 31st, July 24th was supposed to happen today, but it'll go on October the 9th. July 31st, Connor Ben, the son of, of Nigel Ben, taking on Adrian Granados. So that's going to go down in a walk-the-way bout on the zone July 31st. July 31st on Fox, Michael Coffey and Gerald Washington. Coffee is a budding heavyweight looking to, Match another, notch uh, another win on his record because Gerald Washington's a bit of an opponent at this point in time. In August 3rd, the aforementioned, aforementioned Michael Hunter immerses Mike Wilson on Fight TV. Bottom line is Fight TV, WBA Heavyweight Eliminator. August 6th, Michael Conlon and TJ. Donlany, i don't know who those guys are august the 7th cody crowley versus gabriel maestra for the wb interim welterweight title why does the wb have so many champions at 147 i mean 147 pounds it is a welterweight title why can't they get this together i mean i'm off the top of my head there's like virgil ortiz got a welterweight all these guys got welterweight titles i'm not saying they're all not worthy but there's just too many welterweight titles out there let's get this done of course Ta. It looks like Terence Crawford and and Sean Porter are going to hook it up. Hopefully that will be fight will be won by one guy decisively and it will show his superiority and move on and take on the winner of the Earl Spence fight. Of course, I think Virgil Ortiz and that's V E R G E L L. That's the way he spells his name, I believe. Um, he he may be the real deal. It's like seventeen 0 with seventeen knockouts, coming to a side of Texas, Mexican American kid, kid, can fight, no doubt about that. But welterweights, we'll talk welterweights in depth yesterday. I mean tomorrow on Ring Talk Live Worldwide, the Sunday edition. Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific on it's 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 o'clock in Honolulu, Hawaii. For my folks out there in the 50th state, you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it. You're inside looking through the world of boxing and MMA. Of course, we come to you live on Twitch.tv, the Sports Byline USA channel. And for the viewers that are checking out, I thank you so much. Of course, live and delayed, Twitch.tv, the Sports Byline USA channel. I want to thank my producer, the one, the only, and comparable Scott Cuddy. I want to thank the great voice of Lenny Williams and Tower of Power. Lenny, you still are the godfather of blue uh, R&B, no doubt about that. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific time.